0: All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Forward Thinking Founders. This is the podcast where we highlight undiscovered talent. We're scanning Y Combinator, Pioneer, Product Hunt, Twitter, Indie Hackers, all these different networks to find really interesting founders and interesting projects and startups. And we feature them on the podcast before you've probably heard of any of them and what's great about this is you get to follow along on their journey as they become more and more successful and say i knew them when so thank you so much for tuning into forward thinking founders and let's get into our next founder you haven't heard of but you will All right, how's it going everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today I'm very excited to be talking to Gaurav and Napor, who are creating Aborium. Welcome to the show, how's it going guys?
1: Doing well, thanks for having us. It's a big honor for us to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to have you, have you both on and hear what you're working on. For the people that don't know what, what you're working on, can you share, share what you're building? Um, I'm gonna let Nipur handle that question.
2: Yeah, so what we're building is basically an alternative lending concept that targets people who are for the most part excluded by formal financial institutions. So we're building a technology to enable intelligent social lending so that people can stop relying on financial institutions and instead start depending on their social networks to borrow money
0: i love to hear how this works. I mean, it sounds super interesting. Can you dive into how you're able to do that with the product you're building?
1: Um, sure. So at the crux of it is this idea of uh, kind of creating um, a bilateral line of credit, right? So uh, I trust Nippur. So I'm willing to say, hey, Nippur, I'm going to maybe, you know, I've deposited 500 bucks in this wallet. You have access to $200 of it at any time. Uh, and you know what? I know you're good for it. Right. And I'm, I'm sure, certain you'll get, the, you know, you'll, you'll repay me. Right. And I can do the same for my sister and maybe my parents. Um, she can do the same for her parents and her sister, whomever that she trusts. Right. Saying like, I'm willing to bilaterally trust you with X amount of money of my own. Um, knowing that I'm going to, if you don't pay me back, I'm, it's going to be a bad Christmas for us. Right. So, um, So that concept is social trust. And what's really interesting is that if we repeat this process ad infinitum, so you do it, I do it, we all get connected on this graph. You can essentially recreate what a traditional financial system does. We're able to figure out how I can take this money that's deposited in your wallet, right? Distribute that in small amounts um, to people that want loans, right? So say you want to borrow a thousand dollars, right? And uh, that $1,000 is actually gonna come in very small amounts, right? From hundreds, if not thousands of people on the network, right, um, you know, contributing 10, 15, 20 cents, maybe a dollar, so that their risk is actually very low in case you default. But what we want to do is make sure, to make sure that you pay back, the people that take on the biggest risk are the people that directly trusted you, right? So say your mom and your brother and your best friend all trusted you with some amount of money, right? And so we're gonna say, hey, you know what? Um, of that thousand dollar loan, the majority of that risk rests upon, you know, your mom, your brother, and your best friend. Um, but the rest of it gets spread out over the network. So that way we can make sure that you pay back and that other people who uh, are not part of that loan are not accepting a lot of risk. And you're able to basically increase everyone's risk adjusted return in this matter.
0: So you're, Sorry. oh, it makes actually, there's a couple clarification questions. So I want a thousand bucks and right. I, I and, and let's just say like, I'm a, I found your website. I'm like, Hey, like I want a thousand bucks. Do I need to like, have someone like front half or like three fourths of it, like to take most of that risk? Or could I say I want a thousand bucks, then you get 10,000 people putting together like a couple of cents. Like how does it work if a user comes to you cold?
1: So you cannot come in cold. So basically, the point is, you have to be almost brought into the network by someone who trusts you, right? So you cannot come in.
0: I see. Interesting. Right?
2: Yeah. I think to uh, make it a bit more tangible, the way it would work is that, so firstly, we are building a technology. We are building artificial intelligence that would enable the risk distribution of any loan across a network. And we would work with local partners. So for example, we're working with an entity in India right now to actually make this into basically a user facing app, right? So if you wanted to use our technology, you would go, you would download this app um, that we would eventually make in the US. Um, You would open up trust lines to your friends and family that you're comfortable entrusting with money should they ever need it. Uh, And similarly, they would do that to you. So the information would be there on the system. And then if you needed a thousand bucks, that's where you would go to make a request and the app would get back to you with options for interest rate versus collateral or guarantee that you would have to lock up. And then you choose the option of your choice and it just runs from there. But you can come in cold and you also can't sort of go on the Arborium website and do this. You would have to go to, I don't know, let's call it Venmo plus plus for now um, to actually use it.
0: Yeah, the, right. So we the, are beat to beat Yeah. Yeah, that ma- that makes sense. I one more clarification question, just to make sure I fully understand. So far, this sounds pretty genius to me. Like, <laughs> excuse me. So I want a loan for a thousand dollars, and I know that my techie friend Susan is in this network. So I'm like, hey, or maybe I don't even know, but I'm like, hey, Susan, can you loan me a thousand bucks? She's like, no but I can, but let me tell you about this platform where, you, where right. this new way, and then she like draws me in. and then does Susan, inv- uh, not invest, but does she loan the most money? Like she's betting on me. Exactly. And almost, and almost the platform is betting on Susan for making sure I'm not a schmuck, right? Exactly, exactly.
1: So that's exactly what's happening. So of that thousand bucks, maybe Susan's going to take on a few hundred bucks of risk. And then Susan is trusted by her best friend, Anna, and Anna may take on 20 bucks of that risk. And then Anna is trusted by another guy, Javier, maybe her boyfriend, and he may take on 10 cents of that risk. And along with Javier and, you know, 500 other people. That's pretty much the way it works, right?
0: It makes sense. I mean, it sounds awesome. Uh, Is this something that, like... How are you getting the word out about it, or are you purposely not, and you're just letting your "quote unquote" node spread the word for you? Or, like, I guess, where, where could I use this if I found someone that was a node? I, like, it's, it's interesting. So, sure. at, at the moment, we
1: are still. So, we're working on kind of getting an MVP up and running, and uh, and that's because you know, if you're dealing with money, right, not only do you have to make sure everything works like down pat, you know, we can't we can't leave loose ends. Um, but we also need, you know, there's a lot of licensing that's required. Uh, so that's where our partners are coming in, where we're going to be doing a pilot. Um, and the pilot will be in India, actually, because uh, our first goal, we are a social enterprise, is we want to help essentially people, you know, who've now really been hit by coronavirus, uh, who are financially underserved, right? Not able to take out loans from traditional banks, drop out medium and small scale enterprises, um, and help them out in order to access credit this way.
2: Which actually makes it really critical for us to start getting the word out better than we have been so far. Like we've so far kind of been, um, I would say, not secretive about it, but just like a bit more passive about it because we are kind of like a B to B to C business. But with businesses and individuals kind of struggling financially because of COVID, um, we think that there could be a big use case for this product, uh, not just in developing countries, but also in the states and in Europe. And so, we would like to get the word out more.
0: And how do you determine the? Um, this is kind of a basic, I guess, finance question. But like, I don't even know. How do you determine the interest rate? If I wanna, if I wanna get a loan of a thousand dollars, like, I don't. you I, 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 I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, but I, I don't think you're checking my credit and my credit history. And if you are, correct me if I'm wrong, but like. How do you know what my interest rate is? (laughs) That's a, that's a great question, Matt. Um, so what's really cool is that,
1: you know, using the, we have this network, right? And so in that network, you have people, the amount of money that people have trusted each other with, right? You understand, um, repayment histories, right? So maybe people have taken out loans, maybe they weren't good borrowers, maybe they were good borrowers and you can use the knowledge basically embedded in this network, right? to do a pretty good job at assessing risk. And now, of course, you can layer that on with whatever else is out there, right? So maybe you have, if you're in the States, sure, I can, of course, spend 10 bucks and get an Equifax report. Um, But
2: the whole point is actually to be able to use something like this for people who don't have uh, sort of formal credit scores, right? So what we're doing is replacing societal trust, so the number of credit lines and the size of credit lines that people have opened to you as like the proxy for, for credit scores.
1: Well, and the structure of the network as a whole. I mean, 40% of uh, millennials in America, actually, uh, are subprime borrowers, right? And that's basically because they have just almost next to no credit history. So it's a large number of people that are affected in this manner.
2: So and that's the, kind of... Yeah. Sorry. So that's, that's sort of where the risk assessment part comes in. Um, But where the interest rate would get calculated is that we basically are developing artificial intelligence to be able to do that. So if somebody makes a loan request, the AI knows everything about that borrower, it knows their repayment history, it knows who trusts them and who trusts those people who trust them and so on and so forth. So there's basically a kind of market clearing mechanism um, on the back end that then calculates and tells the borrower that, if you put in this much collateral, this is the interest rate you'll get. But if you put in a bit more, this is like the improved interest rate you'll get. And the way the interest rate works is that the people closest to the borrower get the highest interest rate because they also bear the highest risk. And as the loan fragments, as it gets farther and farther away from the borrower, the interest rate gets smaller because the risk is also smaller.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. Um, it, it, yeah, how, how do you, where would the idea come from? I feel like it's these things that it's not yeah. obvious until you hear it. Um, I'm curious, like how, you know, how do you guys come up with this? So, um, I spent many years working at the United
1: Nations world food program where I was a lead data scientist and, um, you know, what we would often see are these really drastic food security crises, right? Where people just don't have food. Um, and it's often catalyzed by this idea of uh, lack of credit to really these these traders, right? So you have these food traders, say, in Yemen, who maybe, you know, a month ago were just doing fine and moving hundreds of thousands of dollars of food. Uh, but all of a sudden, like, due to inflation, they have no credit lines, people don't want to lend to them anymore, they're trying to, you know, they're struggling for money, raising prices for food, and it's just a bad cycle. And so really the idea came in is, like, look, like, these these traders actually really know each other. They have this very tight-knit community. community. How do I leverage that social trust, right? How do I leverage that societal trust as collateral so that they can borrow a loan, right? So then they can take out a loan and finance their operations, right? Have that working capital necessary so they can keep their operations running. So that's, that's really kind of how I started thinking about the problem and this was like way back in maybe 2018. Um, and then last year, uh, so I left and then you know we just i was i was with uh another friend my other co-founder is he was extremely senior at the un as well uh, we just started thinking about the problem more and more and uh, i've just had this this interest in network theory and graphs for a very long time and i just started toying around with the idea honestly like just started writing equations and just trying to see if like can this thing work and uh then
0: i convinced a bunch of people to join me so where where, where does it go from, from here? Not necessarily where does it go, but like, where could it go? If let's say, you know, you, you build the platform, you get people on it and it starts working. I don't know, like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, however far you want to think what does this look like? Is it like a, a bank that takes on like JP Morgan? Is it like, I guess, I guess what's, what's the big, what's the big I, I was
1: so hoping you'd ask that question.
0: So we kind of look
1: at it at three levels, right? So one is what we need to immediately get done, our dream for the next year or two, right? So make sure that we have, you know, provide affordable working capital in this way for people who are currently financially underserved, right? That's step one. Step two would be essentially, Taking our system of credit today, which is largely dependent upon institutions, especially like this kind of short term, small to medium sized credit, which is still quite costly for small to medium enterprises, your credit card companies, which still charge 22, 25% rates, which are completely usurious. Um, and you turn that into a robust, low cost network, right? And you're able to say like, we actually can do without um, this this rapidly increasing financialization um, of our human activities at an extremely high cost and allow that to actually, and, and, and create like a fairly organic, low-cost network, right? That allows this to happen. We would be a technology provider. There would be other players, let's say, such as Venmo or PayPal, hopefully, right? That would come in and provide a front-end user interface, make sure to have licenses. licensees. You know, there would actually have to be some insurance involved. So it's not going to be completely without some institutions, but the idea being that now you, you, you open up this kind of short-term uh, cheap credit for everyone. And then beyond that, when you're really thinking kind of long-term, uh, we actually think there's all kinds of societal implications for what we're trying to create, right? I mean, this is this idea of we're creating complex adaptive systems, right? That work decentrally and, you know, can be, can compose, you know, many, many parts of our, our society today, right? That we, uh give a lot of power to centralized institutions you can actually take away some of that power and create and have like these these complex adaptive decentralized networks perform part of that role and and that's kind of a big part of why we're doing this right it's actually to say can it be done with something as important and and as essential as credit
0: and what is one thing or a couple of things, if, I, if you know, if you guys might have different answers, but like what's one thing that we can like help with you got the forward thinking founders community, we're all listening. We're like, we think this is interesting. I, I'm having it's interesting. What is an ask that you have for the community or something or multiple things that, um, that we can help with to push your vision forward? I, I
1: think so I have three asks. Uh, so first thing, follow us on Twitter, please. Uh, follow us on LinkedIn. We're actually pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, and we are at the moment, we're actually looking for people who, um, are really nerdy and love to geek out about math, um, to come and at least one person, right. Come and join us for a bit. Right. We, uh, we have a lot of work to do and we want to get this off the ground. And, uh, I promise. And to anyone that follows us, um, the journey will be interesting. So.
2: And I have a fourth ask, Matt.
1: Let's hear
0: it.
2: Um, so We think that there are a lot of applications for something like this, right? uh, Education loans, creating communal health insurance, um, small, medium business lending, like the applications or the use cases for this are endless and it means that we can actually partner with, uh, yeah, pretty much everyone to provide affordable credit for people. So if there are any uh, entrepreneurial listeners who uh, could see a use case for this product amongst their customers, we'd be very happy to discuss um, tie-ups.
0: Right. well thank you both for coming on really interesting uh, product looking forward to seeing how it goes and maybe giving it a shot myself. and I just appreciate you both coming on to the forward thinking founders podcast so good, good luck with what you're working on Matt thanks for the opportunity this was uh, actually
1: our first podcast interview and we're uh, really honored to for you to have chosen us you know?
2: thank you
0: yeah you got it All right. okay thank you everyone for tuning into that episode I hope you really enjoyed it And luckily, there's another one coming up real soon. But before then, I have a couple things to tell you. First, if you're listening to this and you think you're working on something cool or you think you're smart, hit me up on Twitter. I am at Matt underscore Sherman. And that is Matt with one T. So hit me up, shoot me a DM. And I'm happy to check out what you're working on. And maybe we can get you on the pod. But at the very least, I'm happy to give you feedback on your product or project or startup. Lastly, if you can please... Rate this podcast in the iTunes store. That would be awesome. I'm trying to get up in the rankings so more people can discover these awesome founders. And the only way to do that, or one of the ways to do that, is growing with ranking. So if you like what you're listening to, please just go onto the iTunes store, give it five stars, or four, you know, or three. I'm not gonna tell you what to give, but just tell whatever I deserve, you should rate that. With that, I'm signing off. See you next time. Bye.